0: Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinski and Dog Bart Twenty Four. Welcome, everyone, to episode fifty six of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, your host Bob Chachinsky, with my good, good friend Dogged Bark Twenty Four. How you doing, my
1: dude? I'm doing pretty great, you know. Especially since I passed you in CP on uh, PC ESO, so that was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, you have passed me for the moment because I immediately caught right back up to you. But you know, that's a that's a story for another time because. I will talk about it when I pass you back, hopefully soon. But <laughs> the race is definitely on, so uh, it's exciting to see how crazy we could both get. Definitely d- with Double XP coming up just Jester Festival, I'm going to be like Alchemy Ritz and all the good stuff, just going crazy. You might get distracted on Xbox, so... Oh, I'll yeah. I <laughs> have to pass you back up on PC. But...
1: <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, see now it's uh I don't care about PC now it's the first one at 3600 and you know on Mm. Xbox I have like 600 CP ahead of you so I'm feeling pretty good about it
0: all I can hope for is that at some point you'll just get just just too distracted with Xbox and play too much on PC and it'll slow you down and catch up somewhere in there but you never know yeah maybe So, this week, as you guys could tell, there's all kinds of new stuff going on for us to talk about. We have the Flames of Ambition DLC has come out, update 29, with all kinds of awesome, crazy updates. And we are here to talk about it. Patch Notes episode, one of our favorites to record, and definitely one of your guys' favorites to listen to. So. With no further ado, we're going to get right into it, and we are going straight into Update 29 stuff. We did a lot of PvP stuff recently, and this is pretty much all the news, so this is what we're going to do. But, can coming with this update, there is one little mini-event and piece of news to talk about. Dog, why don't you tell him about it? Alright,
1: so there's the Hero She Forged event. And as of right now, it's only happening on PC and Stadia, but it'll happen for, you know, on Xbox and PlayStation, whenever uh, this update comes out. And pretty much, you know, summarize everything. Uh, this event starts two weeks after the launch of Flames of Ambition. So it's already out on PC. So we get that now. And yeah, you can get a, a free pet in the crown store. And you also can do free respects for any attributes, skills and CP. It's all free for the next two weeks.
0: So I mean that's pretty cool. And you know, when they do mess with like skill points and champion points, it's nice that they would do this because I don't remember them doing it before. Actually, maybe there was free respects one time for like skills and stuff.
1: Yeah, they'll sometimes do free respects for like a week or two, but they never really like put out an event saying like, hey, this is happening. It's, it's kind of it was always kind of like on the down low. Like they didn't advertise it, but
0: they didn't like hide it either. Right, yeah. And I know that like with all this CP, I've already changed it like a few times. So I'm trying out all kinds of stuff. So I like it. I'm I'm glad they did it. Yep. You know, that's why it's called Heroes Reforge. You can reforge your character as many times as you want for two weeks for free. There you go. So take (laughs) advantage of people. Make sure you are testing out all the things you've always wanted to. All right. So on to like the uh, Flames of Ambition DLC.
1: This DLC comes with two new dungeons, the Black Drake Villa. This one has uh, three bosses and three hard ones for each boss. And the other one is the Cauldron. And that's like your normal dungeon type style. And both are pretty cool dungeons. Uh, they're both uh, unique, and I really like Black Drake Villa. I, that was fun. There's also eight new sets in these dungeons. It's uh, four new collectibles, and and then obviously the other big thing is the uh, CP update. And we'll go like deep into the CP trees in uh, other episodes. You know, shortly after this one because otherwise that would be like a
0: five-hour episode, and that's a, that's a long episode. <laughs> yeah, and we've got plans for that, though, so, you know.
1: Yep, some of like the main points to kind of cover is that uh, the cost of respecting champ points will still be 3K after the Heroes of Forge event. The CP cap per update has been lifted, and now you can go all the way up to 3,600, And they've adjusted the rate at which you gain CP to accommodate for the gap
0: lift. So that's cool. Yeah, and it is definitely a significant amount. Like Me and Dog were noticing we pretty much can get twice as much. So we were getting one per enlightenment a day. Now we're getting two. Yeah. And this is at, like, the CP700 range, so... Yeah, so that's pretty up there. I mean, it's still going to be drastic when you get in the thousands, but, I mean, come on, it's in the thousands. Yeah.
1: All characters have had their base stats increase, like, health has increased to 16k, up from 8700, and magic and stamina has increased to 12k, up from about 8k, so... And this is kind of make up the, uh old magic magical 100 cp in each tree gave you bonus stats
0: yeah all done with that kind of random stat
1: droppage yep and then characters now also take 10 percent reduced damage to reduce the loss of the mitigation from the champion point system because the old champion point system was kind of broken it was kind of op and now it's much more balanced And then the last one that they they put is that characters now will also start with 1,000 extra weapon and spell damage
0: regardless of your level. So. Yeah, and that is super noticeable. Like, you log in and you're like, whoa, I used to have a certain amount and now it is way more. Like, my base spell damage was like 3,000. I was like, wait, what?
2: Yeah,
1: it's
0: pretty nice to see higher numbers even though my my DPS has definitely dropped. So, Yeah, somehow the DPS is still dropped. I don't really know what goes there, but I seem to have more stable numbers, and for spell damage, it's really nice, because it is hard to get high numbers, but I've already seen weapon damage going up to 7k pretty easily for some people, so. Yeah. But That is, uh, you know, some of the important stuff to know. And that's like a lot of the stuff you're going to be noticing right when you log in. Like, oh, man, I have a lot more resources. I have a lot more uh, damage and stuff going on. And uh, clearly the new champion point system. And, you know, clearly everyone's characters got all reset. So yeah, it's a bit of a you know struggle at first, getting in there and resetting them all, but you know take advantage of the two weeks, and uh, once you get them done once, then it's all just kind of tinkering after that. So definitely good to see all this stuff so far seems to be positive. I still am definitely having a, as we were saying, uh, lower DPS, also struggling with sustain a bit so far in my characters. Yeah,
1: my uh, at least as far as thinking go, my sustain is also dropped. But yeah, well, one thing that I've noticed and many other people has noticed is the game is running really smoothly compared to like Markarth. And yeah, compared to Markarth, <laughs> like like I think that was like a big thing. Like people were like they were happy, which is weird because you know some of the people that I was seeing in these things is like, man, you guys are usually like. A little bit more on like the negative side, and seeing them happy about this is like, wow, unicorns do exist.
0: <laughs> All right, so with that, we are going to get out of our way, our little break, real quick here, nice and early. We want to just remind you guys real quick that you can get fifteen percent off your first order at Loot Crate, or a free month on us when you sign up for your first at GameFly. The links are in the notes and any. The way you guys choose to help us out, be it our sponsors, be it our merch, be it checking out any of our Twitch streams or music producers or whatever, that all is direct support to us as well. And uh, we super appreciate it. So make sure you go check out Show Notes for the links to all that. And, of course, check out the one and only Robots Radio Podcast Network, which we are... So glad to be a part of for one another year. We are, you know, uh, year two here. Robots Radio. It was our anniversary recently. So there you go. Go check them out. RobotsRadio.net. Great shows like us. And this one right here. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore.
1: And... We're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast.
0: All right, dogged. So we are uh, rolling right through, just like we want to do, talk about all this exciting new stuff. So we have broken it up into a few different parts, obviously, as the notes have been. Dog has meticulously picked through them, and we have all the information ready for you guys. So may your ears be prepared. Update 29. Here we go. We're starting with armor changes. Dog, would you like to do the armors? I know light armor is your favorite, so... All right.
1: So as far as light armor changes go, uh, they're not my favorite changes, but they are still changes. So and I will start with uh, the light armor bonuses. And the first one reduces your damage taken from magical, which is magic, flame, frost and shock damage. Attacks by one. Attacks by one percent per piece worn. The second one uh, reduces the cost of roll dodge by three percent per piece. Uh, The next one is reduces your movement speed penalty while sinking by 5% per piece. Uh, The next one is reduces the cost of break free by 5% per piece worn. And the last bonus is reduces the cost of bash by 3% per piece worn. So those aren't terrible
0: bonuses, but the penalties is where it really gets you. And the penalties for light armor, you are going to be... Looking at increases your damage taken from martial, which we're looking at physical, poison, disease, and bleed damage attacks by one percent per piece worn. So, if you're wearing five to seven, I could start to feel a little, um, feel a little extra damage from those. The next one increases the cost of block by three percent per piece worn. So, once again, five to seven, you're looking at. 15 to 20 percent and the last one decreases your damage done with bash by one percent per piece worn so that one to me isn't too bad because i mean i'm not really bashing a lot in line like my light armor builds but for the blocking that could i could see that being definitely a big penalty and the damage one as well because i mean you know you get smacked by freaking stand builds already. Yeah, it's kind of a problem in PvP.
1: And it's still a problem in PvP. But that's okay. We'll go into that later. And then they've also changed up how Light Armor passes, or all passes work, is that uh, now you don't have to have, like, five pieces. Now it's just, like, any piece will give you a small amount of percentage. So that's kind of cool. I do like that change. And the first one is Concentration. This passive now grants 939 spell pen per piece of light armor rather than 4884 when wearing 5 pieces or more. Prodigy, this passive now grants 1% spell crit rather than 10% crit when 5 pieces were worn. And then they also changed how the spell spell warding. They increased the amount of spell resistance you get by about double. So it went from 363 to 726. So.
0: That is pretty good. I mean, honestly, I love how it's you don't have to wear five pieces anymore. And you could really mix it up, even though for me, I'm still wearing like five to seven.
1: Yep, I'm still going to use the five light, one heavy, one medium because of undaunted. There you go. Undaunted
0: undaunted. Yeah, we are undaunted. (laughs) So that's light armor. And now for medium armor, we've got the bonuses. Reduces the cost of sprint by 1% per piece, worn. That is awesome. Reduces the cost of sneak by 5% per piece, worn. So you wear 5 to 7 pieces. Once again, you're looking at 25 to 35%. Reduces the cost of block by 3%. That is awesome. Everyone knows how important blocking is, especially in PvP. Reduces your damage taken from area of effect attacks by 2% for 2 seconds after you roll dodge. Increases your movement speed by 2%, well immune well immune to crowd control.
1: And then medium armor passives that uh, agility, this passive now grants 1% to 2% weapon damage per piece of medium armor rather than 15% when wearing five pieces. And dexterity, they decrease the amount of weapon crit granted to 1% per piece instead of 1.5% per piece. And medium armor has no. Penalties, so
2: yeah, it's that
1: man. I still think that is crazy that it has no penalty, yep, yeah, no penalties, and it still gets more armor than light armor does. So, and not by like you know, five or ten, by it's a significant amount, so
0: a couple hundred, but it does seem that. Uh, stand builds are going to be more forced to wear medium, especially in PvP, because in heavy, it's not going so well for them. No, it is not. <laughs> We've got the heavy armor bonuses first. Reduces your damage taken from martial attacks by 1% per piece worn. So opposite of light armor, you are going to take less damage from stuff like that. Now it increases the amount of damage blocked by 1% per piece worn. Which is awesome. Increases damage done with bash, so you bash even harder, and that's by 3% per piece. And it reduces your damage taken while immune to crowd control by 1%. So, you know, does that, like, do you become immune to crowd control the moment you become, like, get hit by crowd control? Because that would be cool, like it really reduces the damage you intake while you're CC'd, but I'm not sure if that's how that works.
1: Yeah, so whenever you hit, hit with like immobilize, you you can't be immobilized again for like 3 seconds whenever you're stunned, you can't be right, stunned again so for like 10 immune. seconds.
0: Like during yeah. it. Okay, yeah. well that's, that's pretty cool then. I like some of those. Now what about the penalties?
1: Alright, so for heavy armor penalties, uh, they increase your damage taken by macho attacks by one percent per piece worn. They That's reduce the big b- one
0: right there. man. Yeah. For us <laughs> at least, because Our those game. stand builds trying to run heavy armor are now gonna get take much more damage from us. So I'm looking at all the Warriors Fury or Seventh Legion, all those builds. Yep. Uh, it, it also
1: reduces the movement speed bonus of sprint by 1% per piece worn. It increases the cost of roll dodge by 3% per piece worn. And it increases the size of your te- detection area while sinking by 10% per piece worn, making you easier
0: to detect. So. Definitely interesting. And that is, um, you know, by 10% per piece worn? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's no small penalty so we have rapid mending and this passive now increases your healing taken by one percent for every piece of armor worn, heavy armor rather than four to eight percent when wearing five pieces so you could get to you can't get to that full eight like it was before but you can get it up to five to seven depending on how you want to do your build we have resolved, which decreased the amount of armor granted per piece of heavy armor worn to 114 slash 229 slash 343, down from numbers that are very, very similar, ultimately ending in 363. So just barely decreased. Revitalize. This passive now increases the resources restored from your fully charged heavy attacks by 2 or increase to 4% per piece of heavy armor rather than 12 or 25% when wearing 5 pieces or more. So no more of that big ol' freaking get all your stamina back with one heavy. No more.
1: But... You know, I wear uh, five light, one medium, one heavy attack. So when I have that passive on, I get 4% plus, like, the 30% on my Resto Bar, and I get a lot of resources back, and I like it.
2: (laughs) True, that's still pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So what do the devs have to say about this, dog? All right. So the devs said... The above changes were done to help increase the effect that armor plays on your build by augmenting your core combat mechanics, such as break free, roll dodge, and sprint in ways that are already not apparent in the paradigms. Additionally, the rock, paper, scissors effect that armor was originally meant to follow should have more sharp effects in PvP situations where light armor is stronger versus heavy, but weaker versus medium, and heavy is stronger than medium. And I like that. Yeah, I can attest to this. I was in a BG with two heavy armor standins, and they died—terrible deaths—and they were over a <laughs> thousand CP. <laughs> and they were—they were heavy armor builds. They—they they had swords and shields, and they were not ready for this change. And like, huh, a, we like five percent—it doesn't seem like a
0: lot, but it—it it, it's it helps. Like it, like it definitely helped. It definitely helped. That's good though, and they also go on to say, We also tried to avoid outright buffing the same exact playstyles that already exist with some armor types in efforts to improve armor viability rather than reinforcing the existing patterns, which they seem to have succeeded in, especially for PvP. For example, light armor has much more freedom with most of its stamina costs, but is less effective with outright soaking damage. Heavy armor is now slower but bulkier and medium armor is now slippery but with less sharp bonuses as it has no drawbacks. And I could definitely see that being true, I guess. And ultimately, as far as my thoughts and, you know, in comparing to what it was before, I definitely like the idea and the structure. I think that Giving medium armor no penalties, but like lesser bonuses, even though it says a lot of bonuses, but they're low percentages that may seem to work, and it's definitely gonna make people restructure their stand builds at least, so I like that light armor seems to be good, and once again, how it has you could put you know whatever amount of pieces you want, you go four two one, you go five one one like before you go uh like two two three like i don't know you could do all kinds of crazy stuff so i like it and i think that it is good progress yeah i definitely think that like this armor like the armor changes as well like
1: cp changes and a few other changes that like this all adds up for like much better you know uniqueness for hybrid builds and you know that's that's always awesome yeah, hybrid builds, they need the love. Yeah. They're not there's not enough out of them out there. I have one. It's not that good, but maybe. Just maybe
0: I might be able to work something out.
1: Probably not, but I can try.
0: So, that is going to wrap up our conversation on the armor changes, and with that, we're going to get right into some of the other uh, little uh, you know, side notes around here about you know, all the little things that are coming with update 29, some little things, some big, and uh, we're going to start off with what may be a big one, if you didn't already have an add-on to do this, advanced stats, which is very awesome, and uh, it allows you to just see a lot more in-depth things, some things that you may have always thought, Um, you know, how much does it cost me to run, how much does it cost me to bash, how much does it you know, all that kind of stuff. How much does my fire damage actually do? Things like that. Doesn't seem to be working too properly right off the rip, but I'm sure they'll get it, uh, you know, fixed up. It's all uh, in flux. So, yeah. Oh, that one's pretty cool. I was uh, interested to look at that. Yeah. And they also added
1: uh, penetration to the uh, just normal character stuff too, which is.
0: Oh, I awesome. liked
1: that. Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. Like, I was like, ooh, this is nice. If I was like, oh, I'm sitting at like 8K penetration, I probably don't need that
0: penetration mundstone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, 7K, that's uh, pretty high, I think. Yeah, I
1: feel, like it, I feel like it's a bit too high, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, I want like 15K penetration and I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Maybe. Maybe you are. And another little thing they added was being able to fast travel outside of your homes. So this isn't like being able to be inside your home and travel out of it for free. But if you're traveling to your house, you could choose to just travel directly outside so you could skip that awkward load screen. Now, unfortunately... Me and Dog still have to hope for the day they give us a way shrine in our house. We don't have to pay to travel out of it. But, you know, it's still pretty cool because I have like houses like the Snug Pod where you can just travel right outside and uh, go to like the uh, Undaunted over there or go to the Stable Master. And then there's also good houses like the one, the apartment in Mournhold where you could go out and get your writs done and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool, I guess. For what it's worth,
2: yeah,
1: I I'll probably use that a lot more on Xbox because load screens are not your friend on console; they are the enemy. <laughs> the yeah, one true that enemy. Is,
0: that's very true. <laughs> so, dogged. What about uh some of the furnishing stuff going on? All right. Well, they have, they've
1: added some uh. New dwarven structural items, and you can get these from the Mark Arthur board coffers. Um, these are like different furnishing plans for like you know dwarven stuff. Um, I think there's like some uh, stairs and doors and other stuff that looked really awesome that sounded really awesome because I'd never actually looked at like what they actually look like. H- Halalu, who Halalu, who is the uh. Mastercraft Mediator in the capital cities has uh, seven new furnishing plans and that's just like normal you know new DLC stuff he gets new stuff and it's awesome um, all, all of his old stuff got moved to his assistant and the assistant now has folios assigned to different types like you so that you can search for like Morrowind or Somerset or I think they had like Dwa or not Dwa They had like uh, Dunmer and I think Altmer or something like that. They they have different, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, different categories now. And there's also two new Undaunted furnishings from the Undaunted vendor at the
0: at the Undaunted hangout area. Definitely, all kinds of new cool stuff, and those Undaunted furnishings for. Get, finishing the dungeons on Veteran are usually pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, they've always seemed to be like, grab like, alright, what's the most awesome thing that is like in each of these dungeons? Well, we can't choose option A, because that's just way too awesome.
0: But option <laughs> B, it's still really awesome. Still pretty so. freaking good. <laughs> Maybe we'll go with B. Yeah. Yeah, I need but, to get some of those on PC. I kind of totally forgot about those. I need. You need to get the Warhorn. Oh, you're right.
1: Your favorite. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, System mail now has a 30-day timer like everything else. So, so yeah. So, all mail now has a 30-day timer. And you can't just stack up rewards that are worthy for like three years and never be able to access your mail. If you're playing with keyboard and mouse, they have separate headers for player mail and system mail. So, that's pretty cool. Although there was probably already an add-on that does that, but, you know, add-ons. Hey, whoa. Whoa. It's your <laughs> add-on, Doc. Um, next up is, like, some dungeons. Uh, you know, the first one that I wanted to point out is uh, Imperial City Prison. Um, Falling through the portal no longer requires a synergy uh, used to prevent fall damage death, and, you know, for the record, I've never had this bug in, like, the, you know, a million times I ran through the dungeon, and like the ten times that they've uh fixed it in like the patch notes. So I'm sure you know, I'm not exactly sure that the bug ever existed, you know, it said it was just you know the dimwitted Bob Bobcromancer always you know not being able to synergize it and playing me in the game, but instead it's just the dim witted necromancer of a Bob. so what can you do, right?
2: <laughs>
0: Oh, dog, gotta get your shots in when you can. Yeah. I have had that bug happen to me, though, plenty of times. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> so and, good that they were just like, whatever, let's just do that. Let's just do it. Yeah, it does seem I uh, did it on normal. It
1: does seem that you take a little bit more damage than, like, before when you were able to synergize it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's that was, like, intentional or not, but I mm-hmm. mean... You don't die, so that's a plus. Well, there you go. (laughs) And then... then, What's up? And then a little hint for the hard mode is, you know, make sure you don't land in the portal while falling because you can't blame the synergy not working now. And now that you know the secret, you don't have to blame, you know, the synergy not
0: working because there's no synergy. (laughs) There you go. doll is dropping them hints. (laughs) Yep. And the next engine they worked on a little bit is Moon Hunter Keep. And this one actually got nerfed. Unless if you're a fake tank, which you should not be a fake tank in Moon Hunter Keep. You're not going to have a good day. So that's your first problem. But if you aren't a fake tank, you are going to be having a great day in Moon Hunter Keep now. Many ads no longer one-shot AoEs, Cleaves. Any of that stuff. DPS and healers not just going to be smacked down by every ad that turns around from the boss. Pretty cool. And a lot of the boss mechanics on normal have been made the way dungeons are. Like, after Moon Hunter have kind of come out to be. So, easier overall on normal and less mechanics to worry about. Very puggable. Um, Yeah, I haven't gone in there myself, but... Seems like they made some drastic changes on it, so I'd like to go try it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get uh,
0: dogged, you know, your favorite
1: (laughs) title. Yeah, the Alpha Predator, but that's you know veteran hardwood. But uh, yeah, I get that dungeon or quite a few times before you know the dungeon that shouldn't be named came out. But uh, yeah, uh, when you have a fake tank or rather a tank who isn't really good at upkeeping a taunt like those AOE cleaves. It can just like kill your, you know, DPS and healer. And it's just like, well, this is <clears> like smashing my head into a wall and it isn't fun anymore. I just wanted the experience to pass Bob. And I can't pass Bob if I'm stuck here dying to a freaking like wolf. Like, not even like, you know, a big wolf, <laughs> just
0: a little tiny wolf. That's how it goes, man. Little wolves. Yeah. Little wills fight the dog. And then uh, the
1: last dungeon that I kind of wanted to put in there was a rape, was a wayrest two Wars one. Aline Pelangere will no longer remain invisible after the fiendish hallucinations are defeated, which means that we can no longer taunt Aline by fishing to make her come out of stealth faster. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: I liked the fishing. Yeah, no more chances of getting perfect row. Dang. And you know how bad we need it these days. Yep.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I also want to, you know, throw out there that uh in the past don't Gina makes fun of fish and savage. And it uh the patch notes read bonuses that increase your chance of finding better fish, such as Anglers, instincts, and Artean pickle Fishbowl, now more accurately describe their effects and no longer include a static percent bonus which was incorrect as fish can't do math or do probability equations.
0: So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's never read one fish, two fish, (laughs) red fish, blue fish. (laughs) Maybe not. I'm pretty sure Dr. (laughs) C is taught math with fish.
2: (laughs) But, you know, we kid, we kid.
0: So, as far as that, we got some more stuff to talk about here with buffs and debuffs. Because there are now three new status effects for the following damage types. Bleed, Physical, and Magic Damage. Bleed damage has a chance to apply Hemorrhaging. It deals slightly weaker damage than Burning over four seconds and applies Minor Mangle to the target while afflicted. Physical damage has a chance to apply Sundered. It deals minor damage and applies minor breach for four seconds. Oh, minor breach. That's a nice one. Magic damage has a chance to apply overcharged. It deals minor damage and applies minor magic steel for four seconds. Well, that could be nice. Um, Doesn't elemental drain apply major magic steel so you could get both going? I think so, yeah. That's kind of cool. And physical damage, I definitely like that one for sure. Um applies minor breach. That's a good one. Yep. So that's gonna help for like to do more damage to do more damage in like dungeons and stuff for sure. If not, you know, PvP as well. Yeah, as far as physical damage, uh not
1: really because uh uh you usually I mean if you have the right morph of, you know, Pierce Armor, uh that also does minor breach already. But ah yeah. I see I see. The hemorrhaging though, bleed from really damage, that's uh that that, that that that'll definitely be good, so
0: nice. So hopefully we start seeing our numbers go back up as we continue to climb up the CP ladder. So they also reduced the following value of the following buffs to thirty percent down from forty percent. And the minors down from 15%, down from 20%. So we've got major and minor endurance, major and minor fortitude, and major and minor intellect. Those are your three recoveries. So the majors are now 30%, the minors now 15%. A little bit lower than they used to be, which kind of sucks. Especially because that's like when you pop a tri stat potion, and you get all of those. It's like, ooh, yeah, this is awesome. So it's a little bit lower than it used to be, but it did always feel like it was a pretty significant increase, honestly. So, yep. Yeah. But you know, this next uh, thing is pretty
1: awesome. It's, uh, you know, pretty game changer. It's probably one of the best things that come out of this. All right, and this changes. Uh, it happens in the Alliance board and more specifically in the Assault Tree. And this is Continuous Attacks. This passive now always grants Major gallop when purchased at rank 1 or 2. Note that you do not have to be in Cyrodiil to gain this effect. This means that once you purchase the passive at any rank, you will always gain Major gallop active on you regardless of where you are. And this doesn't show up as like a little buff at all. It's just there. Your your mount just moves faster.
0: Pretty much what so many players have been, like, asking and <laughs> dreaming for for so long.
1: Yeah. And what this means is that instead of getting at at 88k, which is what it was before when they moved it to, like, rank 2, or, you know, skill slot 2, you not only have to get 8k AP, which is, you know, 80k less. That That's a significant amount, so... And then for rapid maneuvers, uh, this that ability and morphs longer grant major gallop, since it's longer necessary. All right, they reduced the cost to of the ability to 6,400 down from 6,800, so it costs less. There's no more major gallop on it. I think it would have been cool if they added like minor gallop, you know, because that's kind of what a seared award did back in the day. It was just 50% bonus mount speed. And it wasn't called Minor Gallop, but it pretty much was. But uh, yeah, thought it'd be, I thought be, I definitely think that'd be cool. But in the grand scheme of things, would it be necessary? Probably not. I mean,
0: but dog, <laughs> for the people that are like, but Rapids, man, you're still gonna be running this. <laughs> oh, right? I, I, I'm definitely gonna be using charging maneuver
1: because that's a great source of a uh, um major and minor expedition. And I like running like a running around like a madman, especially (laughs) with the wild (laughs) hiring. There you go, and the uh bonus CP changes where I can run around like a madman even more.
0: And I like, I don't know, (laughs) I didn't get really go through the patch notes. Dog totally nailed all these, so some of this is my first time seeing it. But I did, I feel like they made us faster. I don't know if that's gonna be in here at some point. And me and Dog have argued about it, but I feel like we're faster when we run. And there's CP to make that happen as well, but that's a, uh, another story for later this week.
1: All right, so next up we have the Templar, and this is the Aedric Spear, the Burning Light passive. This passive now has a three-second window between each sack rather than a 1.1-second window to reduce the cadence to which she wants consistently attack with an Aedric Spear ability. And pretty much what it was is like if you jabbed, you got Burning Light. Or if you had shards, that was it is now. Now you can actually have a little bit more rotation. You know, instead of just either you having spear shards on all the time, which if you're Magicka, you should. But if you're Stamina, it's like if you're only jabbing, you had like one second. And yeah. I definitely kind of like that change just so like, even if you are Magicka, if you mess up your rotation a little bit, you're not like losing out on, you know, I think like 4K DPS or something so yeah definitely feel ya and the next ability is from Dawn's Wrath and this is Solar Flare they reduce the cast time of this ability and the Dark Flare morph to 0.8 seconds down from 1 second and they reduce the damage done by approximately 21% and they reduce the cost of the ability down to 2700
0: instead of 2970 so uh as a Templar fanatic how are these changes sound to you I don't really use Dark
1: Flare, so... I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I used to spam Dark Flare back in the day, but then I uh, noticed that it's not
0: very effective, so I stopped. (laughs) Fair enough, my man. So those are the Templar changes, and that was the only kind of really significant class changes to go over, so we're just going to kind of leave the rest in the dust. But we do have more weapon stuff to talk about now. As far as the bow skill line, Heavy Attacking with a Bow has a completely new reload animation that is faster and smoother than before, with 100% less jitters, as confirmed clearly by Gina. And the power of a sober mind does wonders on the battlefield. Wow. She is a magician with the words, honestly. True wordsmith. So, you've got the uh, Accuracy Passive. First off, this passive now grants critical chance rather than weapon critical. Rank 2 now grants 6% critical chance, up from 5. So, that is pretty cool. Secondly, we've got Snipe. And you guys know, if you've listened to our Patch Notes episode, Uh, It's a recurring trope that there is a guy that works at Zoss that always finds a way, no matter if it's even not directly buffing Snipes' damage. He finds a way to buff it. This time, it seems we may have finally had him beat. They did reduce the cast time of these abilities down to 0.8 from 1 second. This ability, however... And it's morphs and now have a much faster, smoother animation, which is nice. So now, however, they have reduced the damage done by approximately twenty one percent. Hallelujah! Pretty freaking awesome. And they have also reduced the base cost to twenty seven hundred, down from thirty two hundred. So like, well, we gotta reduce the, the, you know, the damage, man. It's it's over. He's like, no you have to at least reduce the cost and make it look nicer when I shoot it. But they've also increased the travel speed slightly to help reduce the ability to fire off multiple projectiles for the original projectile landed, which is freaking awesome. And as far as the focused aim morph, this morph now ranks up in cost reduction rather than 1.1% damage per rank. The final cost is now twenty four thirty. Man, they did a number to snipe, like for real. Especially where they're making it trying to make it where they can't get off like two snipes before you even know what the heck is happening. Yeah, I definitely like
1: that. Um, because yeah, sometimes you're like you just run in, mind your own business, and the next thing you know, you're dead, and like like one second later, three snipes just come and ki- kill you. Although my my favorite is definitely like when, you know, you just randomly die and like a very slow motion. You just see this one snipe coming from God knows where, because, you know, it's a nightblade probably and they already cloaked away. They're gone. You don't see them. They're, they're just gone. And the snipe just takes forever. It's like taking its dear sweet time to fall and kill you, even though you're already down down on the ground dead. But you can't do anything because it's like we're, it's bugged out weirdly. those were always my favorite types of bugs. It's like, come on. Come on, Snipe. You can do it. Come on. Just fall a little bit faster so I can get up and do something. And... (laughs) Yeah. But they did it, you know. They finally nerfed Snipe after buffing it one way or another for, like, six updates in a row.
0: So... (laughs) Bro, you weren't even here for the four years before. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) right? Like, oh, it's been never ending with Snipe. (laughs) Like, this is a... Long time coming. Now, will snipes still exist? Of course it will, because you know, at
1: the end of the day, twenty <laughs> percent is like not the biggest
0: difference. Like they may, that maybe they take one extra one, but you know, it's okay. I mean, yeah, if they're doing fifteen k snipes, then you know, twenty percent is only going to be three k off, so they could still do a lot of damage.
1: Yeah. Alright, so next up we have Dual Wield. Now this is more so like the Twin Blade and Blunt. Um, They reworked this passive to grant the following bonuses. Axes now increase your crit damage and healing done by 4% per axe rather than having a chance to apply a bleed. Daggers have a... Daggers now grant a 3.4% crit chance per dagger rather than 5% weapon crit chance. Maces now grant 1650 armor penetration per mace, rather than ignoring 10% of the target's physical resistance. And then sword style grant 142 weapon damage per sword, rather than increasing your damage done by 6% per sword. Which means that axes are pretty much going to be the new meta. Which I think they put in there, which is kind of like, you know, they wanted to change it up a little bit, which is pretty cool. Like, Axes have never gotten love unless you're doing a bleed build. And now, you know,
0: if you want your extra crit damage, you can do that. So, and axes have always been like a little bit of the meta for sure with dual
1: wield. Also, you know, dual swords are magic characters in PvP, it's no longer a thing. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I was tired, of, I hated that meta so much, but now. <laughs> Now it's like they're going to be like, oh, well, you see now it's all about that, uh, you know, dual axe on, you know, matching characters or dual daggers and like, why? Or dual maces. Just <laughs> stop. Just
0: stop. Stop what you're <laughs> doing. This is not OK. So that is going to be dual wield. And then as far as two handed, we've got some as well. This is going to be the last one of the weapon uh, skill lines we have to talk about. Heavy weapons. Rework this passive to grant the following bonuses. Axes now grant 4 or 8% critical damage and healing done. Maces now grant 1650 or 3300 armor penetration. And swords now grant 142 or 284 weapon and spell damage. So... I don't know, man. Now that it grants spell damage as well for these two-handeds, are we going to see some weird stuff over there?
1: I don't know. I really hope not. Just just let it
0: die. Just let it die. (laughs) I really hope not, he says. (laughs) So that is definitely some interesting stuff. Nothing too crazy other than Snipe getting nerfed finally. That is freaking insane. So, Dogged. As we continue on here, we got a couple more skill line things to talk about. Uh, how about uh, the transformation skill lines? Did we see anything happen there? Werewolf, vampire?
1: Yes, werewolf. All right, so werewolf, right? Hercene's bounty. Uh, this is the Hercene's fortitude morph. They reduce the health and stamina recovery cap of this morph to 333, down from 666. You know, Devil,
0: yeah. Um, 333 is my number, too.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, Savage Strength. Uh, this passive now grants major resolve on both ranks rather than increasing your armor by 5,000 or 10,000. And this was to don- tone down some of the uh defenses that werewolves could attain with little to no effort. And yes, if you're wondering why this has happened, have you ever fought a werewolf in PvP? Has it ever taken you like 30 people to kill two werewolves? And and maybe you're right. You no, know, maybe it took you more. Maybe it took you like 50 people because werewolves were stupid, tanky, in PvP. And especially when they were when someone would be in medium armor, and if they were in heavy armor, it, it was just it was just dumb. And yes, this was a. I know some people are upset with this, but this is one of those changes that really needed to happen.
0: And you can see it in PVE too. And yeah, yeah, it was just way ridiculous in PvP. As they say, they could get it with little to no effort. So you're talking, and they're just sitting here, just being insanely tanky, just having four people wailing on them, and just woo woo woo, <laughs> just healing insanely, just forever, and their resistances are just through the roof. So. I know a lot of people, yeah, are upset about that, but it was time. It was definitely time, and your werewolf's not trash now. You could still make it good. You just got to think a little bit outside the box, maybe. You have to put a little bit more effort into it. <laughs> just a little bit, we promise. Yeah. <sighs> so, then we also got some changes to the Fighter's Guild. Banish the Wicked. This passive now grants you one, two, three as and that's as you level up ultimate whenever you kill an enemy well you have a fighter skill ability slotted rather than restoring three six or nine ultimate whenever you kill an undead danger or werewolf and that definitely sucks however um for people that use channeled acceleration to get the um I forget the buff. Is it like minor force or something that does the crit damage? Yeah. You can also use barbed trap from the fighter's guild skill line. So you put it on your back bar. You may at least get some extra ultimate going off from it. Uh, but you know, it's up to you. That definitely is going to hurt in uh, Skyreach. That's a bummer. Yes. Then I'm salty. Very, yeah. very salty. Dog can't drop uh a meteor, on <laughs> meteor, on <a> meteor. <laughs> I mean, like, well, here's the thing, all right?
1: If you look at the cost of meteor, right? It's like almost 200. You take the cost of like Dawnbreaker, it's like 150. So why does Dawnbreaker need to be like, oh, hey, by the way, when you have Dawnbreaker slotted, you get, you know, three ultimate for everyone you kill. No, it's dumb. All right. It's. You know, Meteor costs more. Meteor should have that passive. It should be whenever you have a a major skilled ability, then you know, they don't even care about the fighters skill at that point. They're just like, no. If you have a major skilled ability, you get, you know, 10 ultimate back whenever you kill any enemy instead of three.
0: Alright, I'm good. (laughs) Classic. So, with that, we are through a lot of the little stuff in, uh, you know, all the side kind of stuff, dungeons, base skill lines, et cetera, et cetera. As we said, we, of course, are going to talk about CP. We have uh, many episodes planned, or at least, you know, we may record them in, you know, a big chunk and then just release them in little smaller chunks for you guys to listen to, uh, trying to make it comprehensive and enjoyable for you guys and uh so we're skipping cp for now we're going to talk about that though that's all coming very soon but as we started with a big one the armor changes we are going to uh get into one of our last things to talk about here the racial passive changes and a lot of questions going on and a lot of you know should i change race and like what is the big changes so we're going to get into it right here. With the racial passives, they slightly adjusted some of them. Now that champion points have been reworked, it was kind of necessary. And a few standards within their set bonus efficiency system have changed. So clearly, they needed to do stuff for it. For simplicity's sake, we have listed the final rank adjustments of each passive rather than each rank's adjustment, as they said. So, Dog, do you want to start this off? Uh, sure. Or you want me to go first so you can have Brett in this? Nah, sweetie, I'll, I'll do Argonians. Argonians are pretty cool.
1: <laughs> okay. Alright, so for Argonians, you have the Argonian resistance. This passive no longer grants immunity to the disease to status effect. And once again, it grants an equal amount of poison resistance. Then there's also resourceful, which this passive now also grants 1,000 max stamina. And it reduces sources restored to 3125, down from 4000. Pretty sure that's just whenever you drink a potion. So,
0: well, that's a little bit of a decrease, not too significant, but you could definitely feel it. Yeah, and then as far as Bretons, only one change spell attunement. Increase the Magicka recovery granted from this passive to 130, up from 100. So, again, not a super significant change, but a change all the same.
1: All right, Dark Elf. You have Dynamic, which increases the match Magicka and Stamina granted from this passive to 1910 up from 1875. Don't know why they're like 1910, just do like 1900, but no, they're like 1910, no extra 35, whatever. Um, You also resist flame, and this passive no longer grants immunity to the burning status effect. Instead, this grants uh, flame resistance of 4620 up from 2310, so double the flame resistance. So, pretty cool.
0: And then for high elf, we've got the elemental talent. This passive now also grants weapon and spell damage, rather than only spell damage. So... Yeah, might see some weird high elf stuff going on, just uh, just saying. You might want to think about it if it's uh, your stand build. Now, the Spell Recharge passive, they reduced the restore on it to 625, down from 640. Pretty small. But the passive now works from an ability used rather than only of class abilities, so... So any ability you could just use and proc it. it doesn't have to be something just from your class. Now, Altmer got reworked to benefit stamina characters too. How about that, dog? how How does that make you feel? <laughs> well, you see,
1: all I'm gonna say is you know, with that and the, the whole you know, Dawn or Fighters Guild ultimate thing, it's just like you know. Add it to the list of like, you know, them holding the hands of stamina builds because I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it, like the only way how this could kind of make sense is a battle mage if you were to like actually do a full on battle mage type deal. But that's not really what I feel. Like I don't really know what high elves would be. I feel like they're more just mages instead of battle mages. But I think of like a battle mage in. Elder Scrolls, it's either Imperial or Breton or Dark Elf. Not really Altmer, but also
0: I think Imperial for sure.
1: Also, Outcast pointed out that Altmer will hit harder as a stamina DPS than Nords, Wood Elves, Imperials, and Red Guards. And them hitting harder than Nords, Imperials, and Red Guards doesn't exactly make sense to me. (laughs) Like. That's that. That's kind of mind blowing, just you know, and like like the lore percentage wise. But then again, you know, all of ESO happens in a year, in the same year. So that's pretty crazy as well. <laughs> For Imperial, uh, the yeah, the Red Diamond passive, you know, Red Diamond Courier, Red Diamond. It's awesome. Red, uh, this, path, <laughs> this passive no longer restores health, magic, and stamina when you deal direct damage. Uh, it they increased the cost reduction for all abilities to six percent, up from three percent. So that's pretty
0: cool. Um, yeah, that's definitely pretty cool. That might get some more people playing Imperials.
1: Yeah, like my Britain tank might turn into a Imperial tank because that's pretty much what a Battlefield Acrobat does.
0: Uh, yeah, as that, I like, mean, for all casted. abilities to six percent, like that's freaking yeah. awesome. That's a pretty decent percent, too. Like, that's when you start filling it, getting 6 to 10. Yeah. And then for Khajiit, we've got two little changes. Feline Ambush. This passive increased the critical damage and healing done for it up to 12%, up from 10. So a slight increase on your crit damage and healing. Lunar Blessings increase the max health, magicka, and stamina granted from this passive to 915 up from 825. So that's a good change, too, right there. So Khajiit's not really seeing too much of a nerf or anything. Looks like they may just feel a little slightly stronger. All right, next up is Nord Resist Frost. This passive
1: no longer grants immunity to the Chilled Status effect said it increased the frost resistance to 4620 up from 2310 and then for rugged uh, they reduced the armor from this passive to 2600 down from 3960 so that's uh with that and the imperial passive being changed it's like people might you know be like well nord like I know some people who, like saw nord when they changed it they'd be like oh wow that's like an extra 4k resistances that's awesome now it's you know 2600. And you can get that through CP. So it kind of gives you options. More is songs like the, you know, go-to. You can do Imperial or even Argonian. So we're Breton, you know. I wouldn't re- recommend Breton, but my Breton tank is okay. It's not the best. It gets smacked sometimes. Like tonight. It was Okay. <laughs> All right, next up we have uh, Orc. Um, the first one's Brawny. They reduce the max stamina grant from this passive to 1,000, down from 2,000. Swift Warrior. This passive now grants weapon and spell damage rather than only weapon damage. And then Unflinching Range. This passive now heals for 2125 when you deal damage once every 4 seconds rather than healing for 600 health whenever you deal damage with a weapon attack every 4 seconds. And then the heal from this passive can no longer critically strike. So, yeah. Orcs got a pretty decent
2: upgrade, too.
0: Yeah, seems like, you know, pretty decent. Yeah. And then for Redguard, just one change as far as Adrenaline Rush goes. Increase the stamina restored from the passive to 1,005 up from 950. So pretty D smaller, but this passive now procs on any damage done rather than direct damage, so that could be nice.
1: Yep, yeah. and then last but not least, what elf? And this is Hunter's High. The movement speed and armor pen- penetration granted from this passive don't require you to roll dodge to gain, and instead, are just permanent effects, which is awesome. So they decrease the movement speed bonus to five percent, down from ten percent. And they decrease the armor penetration to 950, down from 1500. Then you also have resist affliction, so this passive no longer grants immunity to the poison status effect, and once again grants an equal amount of disease resistance. So, yeah, I I definitely think that uh, change is pretty good because it's like, how many ty- how much do you really want to be roll dodging through your enemy to you know get that extra armor penetration? Alright, and one of the last few things is, uh, and this is probably, you know, a big change for, like, DPS-wise, is that crit chance has been reduced by a decent amount this patch. And here's, they have, like, a whole list of them, and I kind of put down some of the main ones from the list. Um, they reduced a the single stat line of crit chance rating to six six 657, down from 833 for Berserk Warrior, they reduced the amount of weapon crit granted per sec to 241, down from 305. For Wrath of the Imperium and Eagle Eye, they reduced the crit chance from these sets from uh, the two-piece grants uh, 1652, down from 1829. Leviathan and Mother, Mother Sorrow, they reduced the crit rating from these five-piece bonuses to 1528, down from 1937. Slime Craw, they reduce. Uh, well, Slime Craw and several other monster sets, they reduce the uh, one piece bonus of crit chance to seven seven one down from eight thirty three, and it's higher than the normal bonus was because it's a monster set bonus, and monster set bonuses are usually a little bit different from other bonuses. And then the other big one is Tzovgins. They increased the weapon crit stacked uh, the set up to 177 instead of 134. So, Tezogan's the only one that actually got more crit, but most things actually got less crit. So, And then the uh, last thing I wanted to put in there about this, you know, stuff is that uh, they added more stuff for the tools like category. And you have the Fire Rock, which is needed for the Merkmire story and an achievement in there. Uh, Bretta's bottomless mead mug, the pie of misrule, Witch Mother's Whistle, and the most recent Jubilee cake. And those are all, or those four are all the stuff that'll get you like double experience. So, yeah, now it's a lot easier to find and be like, all right, I need to find Bretta's and look through all your bees, or more so like the pie of misrule, which is like just in there ever so, you know you have to search through like half your mementos and I have a lot of mementos. So that that's definitely helpful for them into like a tools category.
0: So with that, that is all the big old stuff you need to hear about, about update 29 and all things flames of ambition. We of course are going to have cereal and CP and well, we of course are going to have CP stuff coming out as we promised, and it's going to be a deep dive as this was into the patch notes. So with that, dog, why don't you tell the people where they can find us if they're looking for us?
1: All right. You can find us on Twitter of the @RedDiamondCast. Red Diamond Find us on Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us on our ESO or Xbox field of Air's the Red Diamond which you can join using the Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net.
0: And if you check our show notes, you can find links to all our awesome things like sponsors, merch store, uh, social media. You can find links to ESO-Hub that'll answer all your new sets questions and all that fun stuff. And if you could possibly take time to leave us a five-star review, we will shout it out on the cast. Free of charge. <laughs> so dog, where can they find you?
1: Alright, you can find me on Xbox, Twitter, ESO PC, all of that at
0: Dog Bark24. So yeah. And for me, it's gonna be Bob Chichinski everywhere you go. Xbox, Bob Space Chichinski, and everywhere else, Bob underscore Chichinsky, Twitch TV, Twitter, and ESO. This stuff. Thank you guys for hanging out. As always, we hope you enjoyed our Patch Notes extravaganza. And we have plenty more to come at you with for information-wise this week. We hope you guys enjoy all the new updates going on. And we will catch you on the flip. Peace. See ya.
1: to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey! Hi! Do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies?
0: Or, do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well,
1: we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast.
0: Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we
1: have segments such as, What Could Have Saved It? and Would You Watch It Again?
0: If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good-bad, or bad-bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen.
1: You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.
0: Please come and say hi. We love you already. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.